tell your friends the Mark and Max show is back and better than ever. LiveRadio.fm, the Mark and Max show. We're awake to tackle the world. <laughs> Comparing notes on our dogs. <laughs> yeah. Remember the old Mark Driscoll liners? Remember Mark had that big voice, did a lot of Top 40 radio back in the day. Yeah. And uh, there was one liner he had. It was, we're tanned, we're rested, we're ready to conquer the world. <laughs> well, Turned it up to 10 and ripped the knob off. I'm just thinking, tan, no. Rested, no. Ready to conquer, no. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> That's the difference, because you had a week off last week, and right. you didn't, and it was kind of like, you almost never went outside, except for driving. No. It's I, like. I got a driver's and, tan. That's what I got. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got that you white stripe pictures? around my wrist yeah. where your watch goes. <laughs> you know, it cracks me up. You see those pictures of dudes that were like uh, long-haul truck drivers their whole life, and you, yes. you see on one side of them, they look like they're about 45. Yeah. The other side looks like they're about 75. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Singing Mule Skinner Blues. Yeah. Oh, my. So yeah. welcome in. <laughs> I don't know what's in store for us today, but I have a feeling it's going to last at least 24 hours starting now. <laughs> Live radio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac show. Mark was just reminiscing about a Matthew West story the other day, yeah. from back in the day. Yes. And you know what it reminded me of, Mark? What's that? Yeah. Bart Millard with Mercy Me. Oh, yeah when he grew his hair out because yeah. you know when we first met him he was bald yeah and i thought he was bald because he had like male pattern baldness right and yeah you know just went the rest of the way because that that was the thing i don't know if it's still a thing but it was a thing then yeah and now I, anyway but so he his wife gets pregnant with her first child and he lets his hair grow out mm-hmm. and he, he said and we asked him why why would you do he's i don't want to scare the baby you know <laughs> and I thought, yeah, they had a talk and decided being yeah. bald might scare the child. <laughs> right. And so he grows hair out. And it was just, but the weirdest, it's so funny because, you know, we've had a chance to meet some of the biggest artists in the world. Mm-hmm. And when you get them away from, you know, the, the crowd of what they do right. and you get down to who they are, they're just like everybody oh, else. Yeah, they're just folks. And yeah. oftentimes they're, they're even better because they have actually risked something in life to mm-hmm. get where they are. Yeah. A lot of times you're risking security, a home. Um, you know, you're, to be an, a musician, you oh, roll yeah. the dice on it, everything. And uh-huh. even if you're a musician who plays Christian music in the church, mm. you, if you're traveling around, you're, you're flying without a net, you know? Yeah. And yeah. oftentimes you'll get paid as big daddy <laughs> weave, you know, you get paid with a bag of sandwiches, you know? Yeah, exactly. And yeah. It's like, you can't wring those out and put yeah. them in the gas tank. It costs That's money. Right. Yeah. So anyway, well, what came up was that, uh, when we were in New Orleans, we found this little little spot called the Kalachi kitchen. And it brought back memories for me because I years ago on the show, we used to go to this place called Shipley's donuts about once a week. I think we'd go to Shipley's and we'd get Kalachi's and Kalachi's a, um, it's a pastry with the cheese or ham or ham and cheese or sausage or pretty much anything you can think of cooked into the center of it. And it's, Oh, I'm having a moment because <laughs> they're so good. Well, we found this little place a few blocks from the hotel in New Orleans called the Kalachi Kitchen. And mm. I said, ha, we have found Nirvana. We, we're in the homeland. This is the land of my people. This is, this is it. We ate there both mornings we were in, uh, in New Orleans. It was, it was wonderful. And it made me remember uh, Matthew West being with us in studio uh, all those years ago. And he sang a little song. We we had kolaches that morning, and he tried kolaches for the first time and just fell in love, just absolutely mm-hmm. like we did. We fell yep. in love with kolaches. And actually, Bill May from Accent Mortgage yes, brought those. Yes, thank you, Bill May. But uh, And he actually wrote a little song that, that went, yeah. jo- Joni loves chachi and I love kolaches, you know? <laughs> <laughs> now, years, years later, fast forward, <laughs> Matthew West is on stage at, at, uh, Stone Mountain in, uh, outside of Atlanta, Georgia for Atlanta Fest doing his sound check. I'm there doing tech work <laughs> and I walked up to him after all those years and said, good morning, Mr. Mr. West. Can I get you a kolache? <laughs> he, he, the look crossed his face that said to me, he's thinking of calling security. 
you know. <laughs> <laughs> There's a crazy guy on the stage with the camera. Somebody get this guy. And then it crossed, then it hits him. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. I almost got tossed in jail. <laughs> radio.fm the mark and mac show and whenever whenever i think about friendship bracelets i think about and i'm i mean this in a funny way okay or no in a weird way huh? funny way weird way okay <laughs> friendship bracelet yeah it just sounds like something that you make yourself to give to yourself when you're pretending to be somebody else so you have a friend okay <laughs> Does that really? Make, that's, that's what it sounds like to me. It does and make sense, and I'm a little bit upset that it does make sense. <laughs> that's what I think of. Yeah, I'm think that's why you would do it, you know. Mm-hmm. And and I don't know anybody that ever had a friendship bracelet or made one for. I just don't know anybody except when they did it for themselves to pretend they had a friend. And they, yeah, I got <laughs> oh, wow. You know, like when Hannah was growing up, she had a little imaginary friend named Ludie. And uh, Ludie had a whole backstory and everything of where she lived, what she did. And, I mean, it would not have surprised me if Hannah showed up with a friendship bracelet made by Ludie, okay? <laughs> so that's what I think of. <laughs> there you have it. <laughs> We're coming back from a Mark and Mac revival tour I'm event. So, so, hold on. I got, I'm thinking this is the next Stephen King movie. <laughs> this is... <laughs> The imaginary friend. (laughs) Well, dude, we were on our way back from a Mark and Mac revival tour event. We're driving down I-20, and Hannah was doing whatever. And as we're driving down I-20, we get past Lincoln. And on the right-hand side of the road, it was like where they had like model log cabins, you know, where people would go and buy the plans. Yeah. And she said, that's where Ludie's dad works. (laughs) Wow. What? And now she's created a whole backstory for the family? I mean, dude, it was, Yeah. I started looking around Hannah's room at night to see if Ludie was hiding in there. I didn't know if we had, you know, checking the closet. closets under the yes. bed. Yes. We thought Hannah had a big appetite. She's like eating for two, but you know. <laughs> wow. Life radio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac show. And, Okay, a little bit ago, I talked about friendship bracelets, and there was actually a reason for that. You know, Jason, wait a minute, shiny rabbit. You know, can you imagine putting something shiny on a rabbit's neck and watching, you know, a squirrel? Yeah. There you go. Welcome to our program director's nightmare. That's right. Right, Well, a, a, a Texas elementary school has broken a Guinness World Record. What is that? It's a major award. Shucks, I wouldn't have known, Dad. It looks like a lamb. <laughs> they, uh, the students there spent four months assembling the world's longest friendship bracelet. How big is the uh-huh. wrist on that friend? The wow. McKinney Independent School District said students at Valley Creek Elementary School started work on the woven ribbon bracelet November 7th and completed the 2,795-foot, 9-inch bracelet on March 3rd. The colors chosen for the ribbons reflected the school colors for Fabian Middle School and McKinney High School, where most Valley Creek students will likely attend. The bracelet was laid out on the school's dis- school district's football field and measured by a crew from Underwood Drafting and Surveying. Wow, they called a surveying company to measure the thing. Wow. <laughs> it was found to have officially broken the Guinness World Record of 2,166 feet 11 inches. Good gravy. <laughs> That's a long one. That's huge. Uh, hmm. Um, 2,795 foot, nine mm-hmm. inch bracelet. Yep. Okay, the old record. I got it. Sorry, I got confused there between the old record and the new record. Oh, yeah. Like, the, the old record yeah. was 2166. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wait a minute. So, hmm. So we're not teaching children how to make friends. We're telling them how to make friendship. Okay. Maybe we get the bullies in the school to do this. Maybe that would help. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mag show. (laughs) The little things in life, right, Mark? Yeah, just the little things, yeah. (laughs) 
You know, I, I still, for the life of me, don't know how people get up and go on if they don't know Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, I know I'm, I'm speaking to the choir here. I know yeah. that. Yeah. But really and truly, Mark, when you get down to it and you look at the world that we live in, and it's crazy. It's a mm-hmm. crazy place. It is. There's a lot of crazy that has positions of power and whatever or authority, they think. Yeah. Which is nothing compared to who we who we trust. Mm. Yet, I don't know how I would get up. If I didn't have, I don't know, Mark. I don't yeah. think I... I don't, I can't imagine not knowing. Can you imagine that? No, I just, no. I, it's I, weird I, because when people do stupid stuff and you, you will look at them and go, well, I mean, they're, <laughs> don't get mad at them. They're not safe. I mean, yeah. But, yeah. That's what we talk about from time to time is mm-hmm. why are you angry with people for being lost? They're just lost. Right. I mean, they don't know what they're doing. I mean, it's like being angry with little kids for being little kids. I mean, just, right. You know why they're, they're lost. Show them how to right. show them how to not be lost. You know? And that's the thing. Oftentimes, we're not a very good example of not that's, being lost. So that's it. Yeah, <laughs> that's why they're looking. What? <laughs> Golly gee whiz, Beef! You don't seem yeah. real happy there, buddy. Mm. Don't think I want your miserable life. Yeah. You know. And the shame of it is that the church itself is judged on a stereotype. Right? Oh yeah. You know yeah. they the 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 lost around us judge us by a stereotype that doesn't represent what or who we really are, but they yeah. believe that stereotype. And what you let's add another layer of sad on top of that. A lot of people in the church buy into the same stereotype and right. they believe they have to measure up to this stereotype in order to be a proper believer, a proper follower. And that just, it's because they're not staying in the word. They're not taking, you know, they're not spending time in prayer every day. They don't, they don't have that r- real connection and actually know the life. They just know what they think the life is supposed to be. So they try to live <laughs> up to it, you know, and wow. as a result, they disappoint all the people around them and everybody around them says, see, that's what they're really like. Yeah. So. <laughs> wow. That's yeah. like the dog whisperer, man. I'm going to get, I'm, I'm going to have to catch up to you now. It, you're right though. You're a hundred percent right. Yeah. It's just confusing. It is. It is confusing. I think that's why it bothers me when I, I see people doing things every day, uh, believe people who claim to be believers yeah. that support certain things or do certain things. And I'm like, really? Yeah. yeah. You know, it's just not what the word says. Right. And it's, I'm tired of people misquoting the Bible by yeah, adding or taking yeah. away stuff. It's like, yeah. that's not what it says. Oh, God. And you know, it's not the reason, you know, that's not what it says is because you're purposely misquoting it to leave out something. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you know what you're doing, which goes back to Psalm 118 verse eight. Yeah. It's better to put your trust in the Lord than confidence in man. Right. liferadio.fm the mark and mac show you know mark yes i've told you about well in our backyard i've seen snakes you know mm-hmm. mostly they're snakes. in alabama right. most of the snakes that we have in our uh, around our houses if you live in a hood you know they're they're har- pretty harmless for the most part not oh, yeah. all but mostly they are now a harmless snake to somebody who knows the difference between snakes you know is harmless actually oftentimes not just harmless but good for your yard right they, yeah but for somebody like me, they're all evil and they're all out to kill me. And if I let this one live, he's going to sneak into my house and strangle me tonight before he bites me in the face. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Uh-huh. So, yeah. but anyway, the, there are, there are snakes in our yards. And like I said, mostly they're not poisonous, but mm-hmm. Braylon was out the other day and he just, he's going through that phase where everything must be a snake. Okay. It's like, <laughs> wait, that, that's an old cord. Uh, where did you find that? It was buried in the dirt, right? You know, that's right. a snake. Yeah. I saw it. Yeah. Anyway, so I got a neighbor. They moved from Georgia um, about, I don't know, half a year ago or so. And, and, and nice people, just really nice people. And Braylon, who never meets a stranger, is telling him about the snake that he sees. Now, <laughs> I haven't had time to get to know the neighbor that well to tell him that, well, Everything he sees right now is a snake. Yes, okay. Yes. And so this neighbor, he's like a snake wrangler. Okay. He's one of these dudes that does. And so he hops the fence with his tools to come and snag the snake in my pool house. <laughs> That's funny. My pool house is not, my pool house is not company ready, Mark. My pool house, <laughs> it looks like a tornado. Has it's a hard through. hat zone. <laughs> yes. And Braylon doesn't realize this. I would never invite somebody over into, you know. Yes, but I, I'm, a, I'm in the driveway. I look up and I see my neighbor hopping the fence, talking to Braylon and coming over towards my pool house. <laughs> what are you doing, man? Why are you in my yard? You know? Mm-hmm. And, and I, I realize he's just being helpful right. because Braylon yeah. saw a snake. He's just being a neighbor. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, well, actually, if you open up the, you know, if you open the doors to this thing, 
you're going to see a lot of cords that could be snakes, you know, a lot of cords, and probably a bird or a squirrel too. So there is stuff moving around and none of them are dangerous, but anyway, right, yeah. so he's out there wrangling through all my old stuff, you know, and I feel oh, so embarrassed. And all I could think of was, I am not telling this guy about the snake that I found in the toilet upstairs. I'm not telling him about that one, you know, but like a good neighbor, my snake wrangler is there. Oh my goodness. Well, <laughs> at least you don't live in australia where, every, where everything is trying to everything kill you. and every snake is highly suspicious you're, you you and if you live in australia you don't think well that was take care taking care of the rats that one's taking care of mice and you're thinking who, who is this one going to kill right that's what you're thinking and from australia <laughs> ah, two days in a row i love it <laughs> Oh, an Australian snake catcher was called out to a, va- a, a vacation resort to relocate a venomous snake that was sucked up into a vacuum cleaner by a panicked vacationer. <laughs> Drew Godfrey of Hervey Bay Snake Catchers said he received a call from a couple who spotted a snake in their unit at Hervey Bay Queensland Resort, and the husband called back a few minutes later. Quote, he called back quickly saying not to worry because his wife had vacuumed it up. I explained that they're a protected species and it would be cruel and illegal to leave it in there. They understood and were happy for us to come out. Godfrey posted a video to Facebook showing him removing the snake, a mildly venomous yellow-faced whip snake, from the vacuum cleaner's reservoir. He said in the Facebook post, Just when you think you've seen it all in this job, someone calls you and says their wife has sucked a snake up with the vacuum cleaner. (laughs) (laughs) He said the yellow-faced whip snakes are often confused for far more dangerous eastern brown snakes. He said whip snakes are only mildly venomous comparing their bites to bee stings. Um, he uh, He said the snake was unharmed, just a little dusty and confused. It was happy to be free. Uh, he, How do you know? Well, he apparently he's Talk. the snake. He's the snake whisperer. He yeah, knows. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. That's right. Yes. He released the snake into a nearby wilderness area, and then he said to the snake, well, "I bet that sucked for you." But I'm pumped. Thank you. liferadio.fm it's the mark and mac show and man mark i'm going to tell you during your vacation your time off mm-hmm. um i almost read the book p.s your cat is dead <laughs> because my cat didn't come home for a couple days dude and when he did he had been in a barroom brawl man and oh. did not win oh yeah. no i hate that yeah. yeah we've been looking you know Ladonna treats him you know ellie may that you yes. know we had a cat named garfield mm-hmm. or no um not garfield what was that cat that had a weird name periwinkle he would go, he'd be gone for two or three. He was a male cat. He'd be gone for two or three days. Come home. He didn't meow. You know, he did not have a sweet meow. He'd growl. And he would come home like, I know this guy, he was an alcoholic cat who's hanging out, you know, and getting beat up. And, oh, he was horrible. But he would come in. And, yeah, most animals, pets, when they have a, an owie, they don't want you touching them, you right, know. Yeah. They, they're going to lick it. Yeah, mm-hmm. they don't want it peroxide or anything. And so. But Periwinkle would come and lay down on the counter for LaDonna mm. and just whatever, you know, and she, she would doctor him. Well, this cat got the, you know, Ellie Mae LaDonna treatment because, again, I don't know, I don't know who he fought, but he mm. lost. Wow. And, yeah, so now it's like he's been, he's been a little weird in the last couple of days. So I don't know exactly where he was when he got the fight or what got him. I'm assuming it was mm. just a bigger cat. Yeah. But I, it, it was just one of those moments where when he wasn't here for two days in a row, I had a lie to LaDonna. She was like, hey, have you seen the cat? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, he was here early, early time. Yeah. I thought I saw him a while ago, yeah. Oh, yeah, he was here. I, you know, I'm changing out the cat food because I'm like, oh, she's going to notice this. You know? uh, well, when he came back after the third day, I was so relieved. I wow. didn't even notice he was beat up. When I was a kid, we had a cat, uh, a Siamese named Sandy, that that happened to. He went off and, and was carousing for a couple of days and came home missing with, with one eye torn up really Ugh. badly. Wow. And so we took him to the vet and the vet patched him up and ended up removing the eye, you know, and then basically sewing the eye shut. And wow. And we, and my parents decided it would be wise to have him fixed. So he didn't have the desire Mm -hmm. to wander anymore. Right. And afterwards 
for about a week, he sat underneath the TV in the living room and just glared at us with that one, oh, with that one oh. blue eye. <laughs> Man, I bet. Yeah, Not you happy. just go to sleep. That's right. I'm just sleep. waiting. You. That's exactly yeah. right. Uh, well, but you know what? How long is it that a cat has to be gone yeah. before you say that's not my cat anymore? Yeah. I, I have to wonder. We've had stories of uh, two years, three years, things like that. But five sound, days. Yeah. yeah that's but, my limit. Five days. But After five, if they're not home in five days, they're gone. They're, a woman is somebody else's problem. <laughs> a woman in South Carolina. Well, a South Carolina animal shelter said a lost cat was reunited with his owner after 10 years. Thanks to him being microchipped. The Charleston wow. Animal Society said a cat recently picked up by animal control officers was scanned for a microchip and identified as Mr. Mojo, a <clears throat> feline who went missing 10 years ago from a home about two miles from where he was found. Mr. Mojo's owner identified as Aaron, adopted the cat and another feline named Mahi on the same day. But Mr. Mojo fled after the household added a dog that the cat didn't care for. The shelter said in their Facebook post, he was an indoor-outdoor cat who usually came home, but after that night, Mm -hmm. he never returned. For weeks, she put up flyers in her neighborhood, posted on social media, and checked the shelter. She did all the right things, and still, Mr. Mojo wasn't found. The shelter said (laughs) Aaron broke down in tears upon, upon being told that Mr. Mojo had been found after a decade. Aaron rushed to Charleston Animal Society to reclaim her boy, the post says. (laughs) <laughs> is he really her boy after 10 years or does that no. that cat belong to the little girl down the street who found it yep. and took it in huh the, five days that's after five days they've been renamed there somebody else's problem that's it five days <laughs> 10 years and i'm telling you i'm not chipping my animals until they have the rfid tracking chip until they actually find you know what take the little apple thing and put it in their ear or something so that really. i can track them okay. yeah always hmm. anything radio.fm mark and mac show and you know what i'm wondering uh, if do you have a favorite movie director that if you see their name on something you will give it a second look you know hey because you like see movies previews and things like that rolling by mm. um through i mean through just about anything you do nowadays you're seeing a quick commercial for something and oftentimes you'll see a trailer for a movie and you know if i like the trailer i just saw the best of the best from the yeah, movie yeah, yeah exactly and yeah but then when they stamp it with, you know, directed by Robert Zemeckis, for example, mm. it, that's he's one of those guys that I tend to find his movies entertaining. So yeah. I would I might give it a shot more mm. than I would somebody else. Do you have anybody like that? The only one that comes to mind is Spielberg, Steven Spielberg. Yeah, he's the only okay. one. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and I know there yeah. are other great directors out there. They're they're guys who are doing a great job in their field. Yeah. But the only one that really comes to mind is Spielberg and he has a, there is a definitive feel and look to his movies Mm. and, and every one of them clicks on a certain level with me. So yeah, it would be Spielberg, but see, I'm like, I I do tend to think if, uh, if there's this Spielberg movie playing, I would give it a chance because I know that it's going to be well done. Yeah. It's like, you're right. He's a good one. Like ready player one. Would you have given that a chance if it wasn't a Spielberg movie? Uh, never. Yeah. And exactly. actually now yeah. that I, I, well, and the fact that you told me about it, yeah. you know, but yeah, I would have never, uh, wasted, uh, 30 seconds on that one. Yeah. And the minute yeah. you oh, told me. A movie about video games. Are you kidding? Yeah. Nah, I'm not wasting my time on that. Wait, Spielberg directed it. Okay. Right. It's not, by the way, not about video games. No, it's not. The whole world, the whole universe is a video game, so to yeah, speak, it's but just, it's not about video games. It's, it's a. Wow, what am okay, that's yeah. on the list. And mm-hmm. they got four extra hours I'm putting okay. <laughs> But the reason I say that is um uh, Robert Zemeckis is one of those guys. Mm-hmm. You know, that when I see a Robert Zemeckis film that he directed or wrote, I tend to give it a second look. Like yeah. because he did I mean, most people know that he did Back to the Future trilogy, right? Right, yes. Uh, before that, you know, he, he made three flops in a row coming out of film school. Um his second movie was used cars. With the uh, oh, uh yeah. it came out in the early eighties with yeah. Kurt Russell as a used car. All right, good movie. It's funny if you actually watch it. Um, but following that, okay, he had made two flops in a row. Him and his mm-hmm. partner Bob Gale, they were friends at USC. But anyway, so they make this uh the the second flop in a row, and he's like, man, that, you know, three in a row, you're out, and you're right out of film school. You got a couple of flops yeah, at yeah, movie yeah. studio stuff. Yeah, you're done. And 
they so he's basically like i'm gonna take anything the studio asked me to do i'm not gonna fight i'm if they give it to me i'm directing it you know yes and so they they had a script and they thought yeah here give this to zemeckis see if he you know he's gonna flop anyway and mm. so they get and it turns out to be this it was a they had no confidence in the film no confidence in the script they didn't even have confidence in their male uh lead in the movie because well he really had been a TV celebrity in the early seventies and yeah, had a couple yeah. of, but he was not considered a movie star yet. And the movie becomes this monstrous hit. Yeah. Romancing the stone. Wow. That movie saved his career. Romancing the stone is the reason we got back to the future. Yeah. And the fact that, uh, and the reason we saw, uh, romancing the stone with is because of Spielberg. Yeah. Spielberg likes Zemeckis. Yeah. They're buddies. Yeah. And so anyway, but all of it turned on that dime. And so, you know, now when I see a Zemeckis film, I'm like, I, I would give it a chance. Yeah. There's yeah. the reason I bring all this up is there's a movie. I saw it on Netflix, I think, or YouTube. I saw this. It's a movie that looked like it just came out mm -hmm. because, you know, you see these. If it can't, it came out like in 2012, Mark. Huh. I had never heard of it before. Okay. And I, but it's got Denzel Washington in it and it's called Flight. You know that film? Flight? Um, I've seen it in the list of his stuff. Where he was, yeah. a pro he was a producer on that movie, right? He was. Zemeckis directed it. Well, it says he's in, in in IMDb. He's listed as the producer. Yeah, and director, and probably co-wrote. But the bottom line, though, is that I see the trailer for this movie on Netflix or yeah. wherever I saw it, and I've made a little note. It looks interesting, you know. Yeah. I mean, dude, is lands a, he lands a jet in a cornfield, and he can't remember, and he, he wonders what he did wrong. That sounded interesting to me. Huh. Never heard of the movie, Mark. Huh. Neither Never. have I. Neither have I. Okay. And I'm I'm actually watching. Wow. I got I've got the trailer up over here. I can, yeah. I'm not listening to it, but I'm watching it. and I'm going. Okay, this has got my attention. I may have to. I may have to watch this. Right. I may have but to. The thing is, you know what it reminded me of? Those I'm watching the trailer and I'm going. Did that happen before? Or after the guy landed the jet on oh, the yeah. river? Yeah. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Scully. That Tom yeah. Hanks. Yeah. Tom Hanks played Scully, right? Sully. And I, yeah. I'm. Yeah. Sully. Yeah. I call him Scully. Yeah, I did. Yes. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I just, it's weird wow. that there are these movies that I'd never seen before, never heard about. And now it's like, I, I want to watch it. Wow. This and was I over 10 like, years ago. Look at oh, man. Yeah. Looking at, really? uh, yes. I mean, looking at uh, some of the people and how they're on the, uh, the, the, the Roseanne's husband on Roseanne, uh, John name, Goodman, John Goodman. He's in this yeah. movie and uh, I'm he's looking, at, I'm looking at, yes, he's much heavier. Okay. And he's, yeah. he is anyway, skinny, unhealthy, skinny yeah. looking now. Yeah. It's just, but, it's just one of those things where now, yeah. you know, with the way we have watched movies and things over the years changing. And I just wonder how many more movies that, that had, with Denzel Washington, Zemeckis, yeah. that had to be an expensive movie. Had to be. And I've never heard of it. Yeah. Never heard of it. Wow. Yeah. All right. So now we have our, our tip for the day. Yeah. Right? I'm going to add that to my list of things I got to watch. And the thing is, it's 11 years a, old. I need another week off. Yeah. LifeRadio.fm. It is Ye old Mark and Mac show. Ha! Gotta slip it in there every once in a while. Just ye old. Wow. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, you know, Mark, yeah. every now and again, a story will pop up. And it makes me wonder, okay, if you are waiting for a flight, okay, mm -hmm. let's just say you're going to fly from Atlanta to Los Angeles, cross-country yeah. flight. Yeah. And it is delayed for any kind of, you know, extended period of time. You know, it's supposed to take off at 9, and here you are, it's 1030, and you're not even, you know, ready to get on the plane. Would you go ahead and switch your lines, or would you wait for them to fix whatever problem they have and then mm. get in that plane? I don't know. If it... it if I have to be there by a certain time, oh. I may, I would probably start exploring ways to get there. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. But if not, you would but just it, be yeah. cool to sit. Yeah, I might. Yeah. It's going to be a couple of hours. Would, yeah. I would just think, yeah, but you know, okay. Because they never tell you what really the problem is. Right. Right. Yeah, and if they, they do, don't. you know, they made it up. Yeah. But I'm thinking, dude, <laughs> it was amazing. I know issue. how some people, <laughs> yes. Yeah. The, the right wheel was falling off the plane. Yeah. That's a maintenance <laughs> issue. <laughs> You see a guy walking out there with a huge crescent wrench and duct tape, you know, it's like, I oh, don't know if I'm going to fly this one. There's actual footage uh, from passengers of them using like that, that aluminum 
duct tape they use you know, <laughs> NSF, using it on seams on airplanes they're out there why are they doing that to the wing you know there's, yeah. there's actual footage so it's not there you go it's not encouraging and hey as oh. long as we're talking about flying come yeah. fly with uh, me let's fly let's fly away <laughs> a flight from houston to atlanta was delayed for about three hours there you go when thousands of bees <laughs> swarmed on the wing of the airplane, passenger. Thanks, Tommy. Wow. Don't be the Wow. There we go. Well, passenger Anjali and Jenny posted photos of the bees to Twitter and documented the experience of the delayed at Delta Airlines flight at Bush Intercontinental Airport. She tweeted, my flight leaving Houston is delayed because bees have congregated on the tip of one of the wings. They won't let us board until they remove the bees. She said the plane's mm-hmm. captain announced a beekeeper would not be removing the insects due to not being allowed to touch the plane. And pest control would not be allowed to spray the bees. The airport was also unable to use a hose to spray the wing with water. And Jetty said the bees finally dispersed when the plane's engine was turned on so it could make way for another flight to use the gate. <laughs> oh, gosh. Delta officials <laughs> said in a statement, Believe it or not, Delta Flight 1682 from Houston Bush to Atlanta took a delay this afternoon after a friendly group of bees evidently wanted to talk shop with the winglet of our airplanes, no doubt to share the latest about flying conditions at the airport. Uh, Delta said the uh, flight was delayed for about three hours before it departed for Atlanta. (laughs) Bees. The thing is, okay, one, they, they, well, we're not bringing a, a beekeeper. He's not touching our plane. You know, right. <laughs> that's one thing. And well, we can't, we can't spray them. We're not going to, we're not going to hose them down. So wow. all you guys, you just get to sit in the airport and wait right. while we do nothing. Right. Just they're going <laughs> to, I just, why no beekeeper? You know, come yeah. on guys, that's, that's the best way to go. Exactly. Put the guy in one of those little maintenance lift things, let him go up and find the queen and pull the queen out of there and they'll all follow. That's just Man. the way they do it. Right. But no, you're not touching our plane. Unbelievable. What um, is so I, super secret about your airplane you don't want a beekeeper to touch? What? And again, now I think I need to just change planes or airlines. There's <laughs> something, you know. Yeah, that's all right. Excuse me. I'll be renting a car. Thank you. <laughs> liferadio.fm the mark and mac show you know i i've told you uh, about watching old cops episodes on like yeah. youtube and stuff yeah, just yeah. for fun um just because some of them are really odd and you look at the way police acted on film okay mm-hmm. they know they're being and the way they acted back in the 80s and early 90s mm. and how they are now and it's almost like you're watching um demolition man you know when <laughs> you have the cops before and after and it's like now they <laughs> Maniac. Yeah. Put your hands above your head and lay down, please. You know? And so anyway. Yes. Here's your headline. Deputies find reported fight in progress mm-hmm. involving yeah. brawling goats. That's bad. Uh, Florida deputies responded to a 911 call about a fight in progress in a residential neighborhood and arrived to find the street brawlers were a pair of feuding goats. The Putnam County Sheriff's Office said in a Facebook post that deputies were summoned to a neighborhood in Palatka where a resident had reported a fight in progress. Deputies arrived on the scene and discovered a pair of goats butting heads. (laughs) The post says the suspects were pretty mad at one another Ah. and the fight escalated into the yards of nearby residences. Both were pretty hard headed, but officers managed to separate Wrangell and bring them to Putnam County Jail. The sheriff's office said deputies were later able to make contact with the owner of the escaped goats. <laughs> Meanwhile, those incarcerated at the jail had new friends to deal with. Oh, man. <laughs> you put them in opposite, you cells across next to each other, and they're yep. butting through the bars. <laughs> <laughs> Looking for the guy that had, you know, roast goat on the last 4th of July celebration. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
liferadio.fm, the Mark and Mag Show. And, you know, Mark, if you've ever traveled over the border into, like, Mexico, I've, I've never been to Canada, so I can only deal with Mexico. But um, when you're coming back, they'll ask if you have any fruits or anything right, yeah, like that. Yeah. And there's a reason for that. I mean, it's not, you know, they're not just trying to see if you've got cocaine in an orange somewhere. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, there's actual real reasons. And whenever I see a story like this, this is what it makes me think of. Yeah. Here's why, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I the had, headline alone tells you everything that's wrong. I had a similar experience going, uh, going across the state line from California into, um, oh, we went to Nevada. So we went yeah. across the, you know, we went, uh, right. to, we went to a, a casino for a dinner is what we did. Right. And on the way back, they stopped us and asked us if we had any fruit. From, really? Going yeah. into California? Coming into California from Nevada. Yeah. Isn't the whole state kind of, well. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Authorities evacuated a building along Smith Ranch Road in San Rafael on Tuesday. They were investigating a suspicious package. Turned out to be 20 pounds of rotting fruit. The police said (laughs) the package was delivered at 10 a.m. An odor akin to methane or rotten eggs aroused suspicions of hazardous contents. So says the Raphael, the San Rafael Police Department. The city summoned the police bomb squad from the University of California at Berkeley. The explosive specialists examined the package at about 1.30 p.m. They determined the putrescent produce to be the source of the objectionable emissions. <laughs> the occupants of the building were permitted to return. Wow. Wow. That's funny and sad at the same time. It is. <laughs> what did you do at work today, honey? <laughs> yeah, we had a bomb scare. What was it? A box of fruit. <laughs> liferadio.fm the mark and mac show and you know mark you and i have talked about the 60s and the uh, space race oh yeah Uh, you know it was a big part of our growing up years and you're a couple years older than i am so i imagine it was even more exciting because of your age group because i was on the tail end of it you know Mm, yeah it's like i was barely old enough to remember walking on the moon i mean i do because i was six but you know anyway it's just one of those things where when you look at it and you're going wow man that whole decade was just incredible Mm. well there was a battle for not not uh that we all know about but it was one of the little things that was going on behind the scenes of apollo 11 who was going to actually set foot on the moon first yeah and you've got buzz aldrin and you've got neil armstrong okay Yeah. yeah and buzz no fool was he was irritating people by trying to you know he wanted to be the first guy out yeah and it, but Neil Armstrong was in charge. You know, you no matter how many people you have in a capsule, there's one person in charge. And in this case, it was Neil Armstrong. Right. But yeah. Buzz, Buzz actually made it an issue. And some of the other astronauts got kind of mad at him. They didn't really like him anyway. And so he finally, you know, claims that he was fine with Neil doing it. But, you know, he just thought it should be resolved before they got there. You're thinking, wait a minute. The first man to set foot on the moon is going to be worldwide famous. Second guy's going to be famous, but mm-hmm. not like the first. And right. so Buzz Aldrin has carried this around with him for all these years. And, you know, he has had uh, in his private world a lot of not good stuff Aww. brought on by his own behavior. Yeah. And so yeah, I, I'll leave it like that. Go study it. You yeah. Know? He's just, he, he has a little temper issue. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> alcohol just, and, yeah, you know, yeah. wives and, yes, you know, yeah. It's just one of those yeah. things that you, you know, there were heroic things back in the sixties, but you know, in the light of day, you're like, what did they really see on the moon? And I'm, I thought buzz would be the guy that would say <laughs> what we really saw was because they could say, Oh, he's just drunk again. Don't worry. You know, it might be why things. he behaves he does, the way he does. I know <laughs> we are he not alone. Knows things. <laughs> well, you know, Neil Armstrong, <laughs> you know, there was the guy that used to chase around the astronauts who walked on the moon. He'd chase them around with a Bible and say, put your hand on the Bible and swear yeah. to God that you set foot on the moon yeah. and none of them would do it. Yeah. And uh, I, I think it was buzz that punched the guy. It might've been Neil. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> well, so here we go. Former astronaut Buzz Aldrin was named an honorary brigadier general in the u.s air force and made an honorary member of the u.s space force friday Hmm. more than 50 years after he first set foot on the moon um uh, lieutenant general michael a uh gutlin said in the the promotion ceremony in el segundo california 
Without the courage and dedication of Aldrin, we may never have been afforded the luxury of leading the lifestyle we enjoy today. Uh, over the past 54 years since stepping foot on the moon's surface, he has been an inspiration to a nation and tireless advocate for space exploration. That is, if you ignore everything we just talked about previously. Yeah. Uh, Aldrin, yeah. Aldrin was also given... Good job, Dave. American <laughs> hero. Yeah. Aldrin was also given the chance to be an honorary Space Force Guardian, the term for Space Force members coined first by former Vice President Mike Pence. Uh, Goodland said he has lived a life epitomizing the Space Force Guardian values of character, connection, commitment, and courage. That is, if you ignore everything we said previously, uh, going on to say, I will argue that our Aldrin was truly one of our first guardians, willing to protect and defend this nation with all that we hold dear. Uh, he is one of the first guardians because he has lived a life which epitomizes the very values we strive to live by today. Uh, Aldrin is 93, by the way. He was the second wow. person to walk on the moon back in 1969. Um, yep. He said, he, he said, yeah, go ahead. It, it is thrilling that I am still here to see NASA spending, uh, sending brave astronauts to circumnavigate the moon next year and land astronauts soon after. Now, mm -hmm. that's space exploration. <laughs> Good for him. Yeah. You know, Buzz Aldrin in 2016, if you remember, um, around the election of 2016, there were a number of very famous people that were sent to Antarctica. Mm. <laughs> now they were sent i'm serious it was a big deal they kind of played their cards close to the vest but most people would not have been aware of this trip except that buzz aldrin had to be medevaced out hmm. he had a health issue while he was there in 2016 so i'm not suggesting yeah. that you know anything untoward happened to him or whatever but something happened there was a reason hmm. they took these people and sent them down there prior to the 2016 election and, uh, hmm. yeah, well, that's what happens when you have one too many and try to punch an alien. Fine. Life radio FM. It's the Mark and Mac show. And Mark, a friend of mine posted something. Uh, his name is Jim runner. Mm -hmm. Jim is a wonderful man. Nice guy. Met him years and years ago when I, he invited me to speak to his men's group at church. And, uh, anyway, he posted this on Facebook, and I thought, this is something that a lot of people um, are going to have a problem with, okay? After being, this is what he posted, after being retired for six months, I have decided to search for a part-time job. If anyone has or knows of uh, light delivery or courier work, please let me know. Thanks in advance. Six months into retirement, okay? Mm, yeah. And he's already bored. Yeah. And I will tell you that I watched my grandfather go through retirement three times. The third time he said, I'm not retiring again, you know, because yeah. it's, there's no point. You got to stay active unless you have a real good plan for what you're going to do in your retirement years. What do you, you know, don't mm -hmm. because you're going to end up, you know, you, you have to have a plan and it's just funny because a lot of people don't know. It's like, you look, think about it after, after you, what was the movie uh, with Robert De Niro and the girl who you know is not very pretty without makeup? Um, <laughs> oh, the intern, the okay, intern. Gotcha. Uh, All right. Anne Hathaway. That was All right. It. Thank you. And, and same thing. He's retired. His wife has passed away. He's retired. And he, the thing is his job was with the phone company, the phone book company. Right. Oh, oh yeah. So all of his career was built around the phone book <laughs> and <laughs> you don't use phone books no, anymore. No, uh, so, this is a guy whose entire life professional career is gone. It doesn't exist anymore. And he's bored. You know, what are you going to do? And so he does, he's looking for a gig. And I will tell you, the best thing you can do is plan your retirement. Mm. It's not a vacation. You don't, you know, that's the, the one thing that uh, in the, that movie, the intern De Niro said, yeah, the first few months it's like you're playing hooky from work you know you have to, yeah you're goofing yeah. around and you have something you have to get back to but when you're retired you don't you know yeah you, you don't have something you have to get back to yeah that is scary mm. for a lot of people me included wow i'm serious so anyway i just i throw it out there because yeah. i know jim's a good man and and i was reading some of the suggestions that people had and it's pretty neat yeah uh, because, but, but one of them that he, he was somehow being a driver, you know, like courier and people suggested DoorDash or Walmart delivery, stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but then another one came up and I thought 
I wonder if Mark Congleton would do this. Oh. Substitute teacher no. in the public school system. No. That was suggested, man. No. And I'm thinking, a retired guy, okay? Think about this. Can you imagine me, Mark? Can you imagine me substitute teaching in a junior high school? One day. That's all. That's as long as it would last. One day. They would have, they would, the, the guy, the, the cop, you know, Barney would be calling for backup. Got to get this gold man out of here. Get the old, the ball, yeah, the white haired, get him out of here, man. We're going to have a rumble. It's all the kids against the old guy. Wow. Wouldn't that be funny? Uh, for a minute or two, yeah. Yeah. But that's what I'm, anyway. It's, it's all, just kind of funny. It's all fun and games until, you know, somebody actually gets hurt. Right. <laughs> Live radio. Dot FM, Mark and Mac show. <laughs> you know, Mark and I've been talking about retirement stuff, but you know, since the last bit about my buddy and yeah, I this is I interrupting my nap. By the way, I know it's like well, radio <laughs> and TV. You know, you think about it, Mark. Doing radio, um, a lot of times, very few people actually retire from radio. It kind of retires them. Mm, um, yeah, right now, true. you know what? Um, oh, Patty and Dollar Bill Dollar were on Bill the air Lawson. forever as yeah. ZZK yeah. and Dollar Bill, you know, Patty Pat Wheeler passed away years ago, mm -hmm. but, uh, Bill has been continuing on, uh, doing country radio on uh, the bull in Birmingham Yep, and he has retired now. And it was one of those things where, uh, he's a, he, one of the most well-liked yeah, people in the radio market in Birmingham. Every, everybody who has met or spent any time with Bill Lawson says the same thing. Yeah. Nice guy. Just good guy. Yeah. And I'm wondering, for, I know what his retirement will be like, or I have an idea because I know he has all these varied interests mm. and the interest that he has, like going to Roswell for the alien convention every July, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> I know he's got those on his list, <laughs> but if you don't have something like flat earth stuff to work on, you know, <laughs> you're right, really yeah. going to be stuck. And okay. thing is now, like, you could go into a lot of different fields. Like I always wonder if you had all the time, money's not an object in time. What would you do? Mm. And a lot of people can't answer the question because most of us paycheck to paycheck living. Right. We don't yeah. understand what it would be like to yeah. have, you know, Ooh. yeah, I think I will grab a tent Mark, you know, and <laughs> sit it up in the backyard by the pool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> liferadio.fm it's the mark and mac show and mark i gotta be honest you and i've been talking about this <laughs> retirement thing for yeah, a while now yeah but okay south africa okay <laughs> i this you sent this to me and i'm going wait a minute, this can't be right i'm reading i'm reading this wrong okay right <laughs> i don't think you are i think what this tells us is that government is the same everywhere <laughs> okay <laughs> colin named cb South Africa's transport department spokesperson says that they picked up a problem with the machine that they use for, for making driver's licenses, basically. Okay. And it's been out since around April 19th. He says, this is an old machine. It's been in operation since 1998. And they're speaking to the original equipment manufacturer who is based in France, mm -hmm. trying to replace the part on it. That's been broken. Now, huh. as to why there's only one machine in the country, he says their current card system isn't the most secure and having more of them, more machines would actually be producing some sort of a risk to security. <laughs> However, wow. he says they are working towards moving to a more secure system. <laughs> <laughs> wow. One. Yes. One in all of South Africa, one machine that makes driver's licenses. <laughs> I don't even know where you began, Mark. <laughs> just when you think your local government is crazy and, wow. and and dysfunctional, just look around the world. It's worse everywhere else. <laughs> it really is. LifeRadio.fm is the Mark and Mac show. We were talking about retirement and a friend of mine re uh, retiring in six months in, he's looking for a part-time job. Right. And you know, all I could think of is 
and I, I don't want to point this out to him, but I wonder if there was a part-time availability at the job he quit. You know, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but think about it for just a minute. It's like plan your retirement like you plan a vacation, but mm -hmm. expect it to last longer. Mm -hmm. All right. So here's one plan, Mark. This is a plan for you and I. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is the plan. A website wants to pay you to watch all 10 Fast and Furious films. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you got to take notes along the way. It's not just like, right. woohoo, you've got to pay attention. Finance Buzz, an informational site that offers money-related tips and recommendations, is seeking a Fast and Furious claims adjuster to watch all 10 of the movies of the global action franchise starring Vin Diesel, which released its first installment back in 2001. F9, the Fast Saga, the franchise's ninth installment, raked in over $400 million after its release wow. in 2021. The claims adjuster's mission, track damages from every car crash that occurs in each film, including the upcoming Fast X. That one debuts May 19th. The contest winner will be tasked with noting every car crash that results in damage, the extent of the damage, and what cars are involved. As a bonus, <laughs> you'll get a healthy education about the value of family, the company said in their news release, with a nod to the franchise's <laughs> well-known theme. Finance Buzz also wants to know if the number of on-screen wrecks has increased or declined over the series' history. The website <laughs> intends to use the claims adjuster's findings to, to estimate the insurance impact of the global billion-dollar franchise's reckless driving according to the job description. The company says it'll also include the winner's notes in an upcoming story. To qualify for the job, the successful applicant must be able to rent or stream movies at home and watch Fast X in a movie theater. U.S.-based applications can apply by May 19th, and the winner will be uh, found out on May 26th. All right. Well, hmm. I can't do it. <laughs> the idea of having to watch all those movies... Uh, <laughs> one or two yeah and to take notes to know what kind of damage what kind of car yeah. what you in, in those movies with all of the wreckage and all of the carnage that goes on yeah I, right. that would i think that would take more than one person keeping track of all that you'd probably have more to than watch, a, you have to watch them multiple times i think and more than a thousand dollars okay just saying thousand dollars per movie that's right Begin your day with a smile. The Mark and Mac Show, weekday mornings only on liferadio.fm.